0: Welcome to Necessity. I'm Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Marguerite Pierce. And we are so excited today to have a very special guest. One thing I want to share about myself is that I wish that God had given me the gift of song. I would sing everywhere all the time. (laughs) Now, I kind of sing now. But it doesn't sound good. (laughs) But there is something about the gift of song. Whether you're in church and you hear someone singing, whether you're watching American Idol and it brings you to tears, or you're at a live concert and you feel goosebumps and you feel moved by that person who has that ability to just tear the place down with the power of their voice. And this guest that we have today has that gift. Her name is Story James. Welcome. Welcome. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Oh, we're excited. Super excited. excited. Thanks for
1: coming.
0: So I think it's really important for us to just first find out who you are. Why don't you start off telling our guests where you got the name Story James from mm-hmm. and then who that person is? Okay. Well, um, I kind of look at st- Story James
1: as just, just as much my real name as my government name. Um, I was given the name Heather Morris now, as a married person, but Heather Smith. And uh, when I had my second record deal, um, myself and Heather Headley were label mates. And being this young kid coming to this uh, label, which was RCA at the time, Heather Headley was full of Tonys and a big name, so there couldn't be two Heathers.
0: <laughs> Got it. That makes sense. You don't want any confusion.
1: I also didn't want to be given a name that was artificial. Mm. So I remember going home after the meeting, and I went to sleep. I still believe you get great answers when you're sleeping. And I woke up, and I was like, "Story, Story Smith? No. Story James. And it was... I listened to the music that I was making at the time. Not I was putting more of myself and more of my um, my story into the music, but it was also the stories of common people, with an uncommon perspective. And so I felt like James was a common name, so I said, "Story James." And I got up and I called my attorney and called my manager and was like, "My name is," <laughs> and everybody was like, "Yeah," and it felt natural, and.
0: I've been Story James ever since. That's dope, because I love the name Story James. And when you think about even music, music tells a story. exactly Right? And so what stories have you had happen in your life that have influenced some of the music that you've put out? Wow. Or that Um, you've written?
1: um, I think on the first project I did at RCA, uh, the first time I really was honest on a track, Mm -hmm. um, was a song called Faith and Love. Ah. And I was um, coming out of a relationship with my child's father at the time. And I was just like, you could tell as I was pouring my heart out, sitting there with my big belly in this living room, right, you know, recording this song, I was talking about having a broken heart, but not letting that broken heart break me Mm -hmm. or my faith in, in love that's real. And, um, so of course, heartbreak, um, and the second I would say is encouragement. I think on my worst, bloodiest, teariest days, I wrote songs that were picking me back up., hmm. mm-hmm. um, yeah. like I wrote with a very popular producer, he's done a lot of great things named Toby Gad, and Toby was always full of energy, and I remember I remember writing a song um it was called Sunshine, basically. And it was like, seems as if you've changed my plants once again. But but maybe it's just a sign, I know. And I remember as I started that song, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. Like, God, you just keep interrupting what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or it keeps not working out. But the song has so much life to it. And it was like, no matter where, where life's twists and turns take me, you always bring light. Mm. And but I remember how I felt that day, right? So it was like I was singing myself out. Oh, you it. Know, it was really cathartic. Yeah, no, because that that sounds like it's more of a course
2: correction, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you you see it as things aren't going as right. you planned.
1: Yes, um, yes. But
2: the universe, God, whatever you believe in, yeah. has a different a plan different for plan,
1: you. and yeah. it's okay to to let go and let it happen. And that whole song was about that course Mm -hmm. correction. You know, it's not the things you do, but, you know, what. That's not the things you say, but how much you mean it. It's not the things you do, but why you do them for me. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and like it was me understanding it in its infancy. Mm -hmm. And that's what encouraged me that day. And I think that type of truth is what translates to other people.
0: Yeah, that's that's true because i can attest to feeling the vibrations and the connections of your music there was a time where you performed at um the coffee shop in harlem common goods mm-hmm. and you did a a pop-up performance and i'm there front and center and you sang a song i want to say is fire and flames yes fire, Yay. And, flames. fire and flames and i was crying like crying like I felt like I was in church or something you know like when you're in church gospel music always moves Mm -hmm. me like I really go to church when I go for two reasons and that is for the word Mm -hmm. right and for the music because Mm -hmm. there's just something about how the music moves you and you can just feel you know that that power of God just Mm -hmm. in you and just everybody's power, mm-hmm. you know, in that you. energy. Yeah. yeah. So I remember sitting there front and center, and the lyrics just really resonated with me. And there, I was in a moment where I was kind of confused about where I was going and what I was doing in my life. I was feeling a little sad and down and out about the confusion, mm-hmm. feeling a little guilty, but then there was like this smidget of hope that just always lives there right like Mm -hmm. no matter what I'm going through hope just still resides it Mm -hmm. has like a one bedroom apartment still there you Mm -hmm. know every now and then it might expand to a mansion Mm -hmm. and it's kind of taken over my whole being but in that moment on that day hope had this one bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. and you were just tapping into all of what I was experiencing just in your lyrics. I didn't care who was watching me. Right. I just, my makeup was getting all messed up. Um, but it didn't matter because I was just so connected to what you were putting into the space and what it did for me.
1: Wow. You just described my why.
0: Wow. Mm. For the song.
1: My why for why I even like exist in music. Why I'm willing to take on... All the responsibilities and all of the things that fail in this music industry to put that hope out there again. Mm. Wow. Um, to create moments like that for people is everything to me. Yeah. You know, when I wasn't doing music, I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of um, soul searching because music was cathartic. And when right. you take that away, something has to fill that space. Right. Something healthy.
0: Something oh. good. Oh, yeah. Right. And,
1: um I read a book called "Start with the Why," mm-hmm. and it was a book, but it was about business. But it wasn't just speaking to me about business; it was speaking to me about any mission you go on is more important. The why is what you know keeps it going. It's what right. makes it successful. And whatever you determine sex, success is, it's the why. So when you describe that moment, mm-hmm. those moments for people are my why.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting because we had a guest recently, uh, Dana, Dana Smalls. And smart. that was, excuse me, Dana Smalls. That is my mother's friend. <laughs> <She> <laughs> and her name is Dara brain. Smalls. That is hysterical. <laughs> That's <laughs> how Not the brain works. Reason. Yeah, yes, so yes. I mixed both of those people up. Yeah. My bad, Dara, and my bad, Dana. <laughs> but Dana's smart. And that was one of the things that she talked about yep. is that when you want to get healthy and you want to get fit – you gotta start with your why.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know why are you doing
2: what it is you're doing? Right? Yeah. Get, have full full on clarity with it's that, and then kind of everything else will fall in line as it should. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned something. You mentioned you took a break mm-hmm. from music. Yeah.
1: What happened? I lost my why. Mm -hmm. Um, my why was never money. Not that we don't need it and not that I don't want to leave legacy and opportunity and plenty of financial resources and other resources Mm -hmm. for my children, for those who listen to my music, you know, but I lost track of that. Um, I lost track of that because I thought more about I need to do this because it's going to make money. I need to write for other people. I need Mm -hmm. to write what people want to hear. And it just, it slowly diluted the power of the music it slowly diluted my enthusiasm it depleted my passion and I traded it for the next thing I dreamed about which was my family so I was like well I'm gonna put some more investment in like getting I got married and I had kids and I justified it with men do this all the time Mm -hmm. and I'll get back to it and when I got back to it I kind of wasn't ready you know, I feel like I had to grow up into the lyrics that were coming out of my soul. Wow! And I just, I hadn't yet. I was speaking hope, but I was feeling hopeless. Mm-hmm. I was speaking light, but my heart felt dark. And I just had to grow up into it. And if it, I think now is just the right time for me to have something to back up what I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm.
2: So, <sighs> yeah, no, that that's. Hearing you say that, it sounds like it's really important for you to practice what you preach, Mm -hmm. right? Because a a lot of times like there are are people that do things for these um, superficial or external reasons um, just to get money, fame, what have you. But they're not aligned with what they're putting out in the market, and it's interesting to hear that you 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 were so aware of that and understood how it was affecting the product that you were producing, mm-hmm. um, and felt the need to take a step back and and kind of realign yourself yeah. um, to to do something better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to. I'm not taking away from anyone who may have a product and then have a separate life Mm -hmm. because I feel everybody has some duality. Nobody's all of anything. So I'm not taking away or saying like I am, I've arrived. It was also affecting me. Mm. Mm. And as I saw myself, um, going downward, you know, I I realized that it wasn't sustainable,
3: Mm.
1: you know, so it was more of, music telling me something as much as me saying I'm separating from something. I felt it separating from me. Wow. It wasn't whole anymore,
0: Mm. nor was I. Right, and you saw that showing up where? In how you were writing music, how you were performing. Where did you see it show up?
1: Man, I saw it show up because I was being successful at selling songs, like right before I met my husband, and I felt myself like still alive. Like I was really on the cusp of being really successful with writing. I was placing songs, but I just didn't feel alive. I felt more existence than I did than I felt like alive. Mm-hmm. And as I did that, like work became harder you know making good decisions with the money i was making became harder kanye never lied when he said but we probably spent it all cuz the pain ain't cheap <laughs> right and i saw these different things and because i have children yeah. i didn't want to do that to myself i didn't know what was up ahead but it was probably something
0: not good you know it's interesting how again children tend to show up as this pivotal 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 moment in our lives where we can be in this place and We have children, and they change everything. Mm
2: -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. They they definitely shine a light on your perspective and make you live on purpose. Yeah, Yeah. live live on purpose and become a more conscious person.
1: Yeah, they are mirrors and teachers. Precisely.
2: We talked. We we did a whole episode on that. Exactly. I remember that. (laughs) So
0: you know, speaking of kids, so how do you? Do you, are your children into music? Do any of your children like to sing? Do you find them kind of like copying or emulating anything that you do? Wow. We are an organized chaos
1: bunch of energy and personalities. So I have an oldest daughter who is into acting, and she has been a dancer throughout her life. She's danced with, like, Dance Theater of Harlem. Now she's learning more about street dance and commercial dan- the commercial dance world. Um, my youngest daughter she is a vocalist she does like to sing Mm -hmm. Um, and then my two little guys we have no idea what these Spitfires are going to be (laughs) because they are just balls of personality Mm -hmm. so you know I think it's a wide open space for them. Some days they want to be astronauts. Some days they want to be a singer like Mommy. And some days they just want to, I don't know, be aliens or superheroes. You just never know at this age. <laughs> right, right.
0: That's so funny.
1: So um, we are a, definitely an interesting bunch. But I do believe that entertainment is my legacy. Mm-hmm. Um I even look at my husband, he um, though he is a minister, he's also like a spoken word artist. And when I look at things and I take like a a big view, I'm like definitely um entertainment and that encouragement in it,
0: I think is a thread that will thread no matter what career. Oh, you guys might be like the next Smiths, right? Like Will and Jada, <laughs> right? It's you whole know, entertainment like,
1: family. Exactly. Yes. My daughter worked on like a, she was doing like extra work and met um, Jaden, and she said he was the nicest one on uh, the Get Down. It was a show that came okay. out a while ago. Well, on Netflix. She said he right? was the nicest, most down to earth person. That's cool. There, he said he talked to everyone. So. That's a big compliment and big shoes, but hey, great company.
0: <laughs> so, when you are preparing yourself to write a song, right? What do you do? What do you do to? What's
2: your process? Wow,
0: do I prepare? I think songs happen to me. Mm. I've
1: been on the train and my brain just had space and written the whole song on the train and then recorded it later. Um, and then there's other times where I've gone in, and it's more like meditation. I didn't think of it like that till very recently. Mm-hmm. But you have to think, if you go into a booth and you're listening to, uh, if I'm not working with live musicians, or if I am, I get this time in the booth where I just listen to the music and see what what comes out. Mm-hmm. And I freestyle. So basically, you're getting to be in a space where you just kind of leave the room, and you go into the music, and you come out with something. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I can't say that I prepare to write a song. I think I go in, I make myself available, or I give space for a song to come.
0: Okay. So, like, so you're a writer and you're a singer. Is there one that you want to be able to do more than the other, or that you even enjoy doing more than the other? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you feel like, hey, I'm going to take them both and take them, both to the them limit? I love them
1: both. And I keep trying to leave the stage, but I guess there's a story that I just have to go ahead and tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that I can literally write for others forever. You awesome. know, and if it means I'm a to also be, do it from a stage, I am not... Running away from that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you're dope on stage. I've yeah. seen you perform on stage and you know in small coffee shops, but also on a large stage. And I remember when you did a Sade tribute. Uh, why Sade? Because mm. you killed, killed it, marguerite You were there yeah, with I me. I was there.
2: I was there. I think what 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 was this track you you did twice? Was it Smooth Operator? No, or um, Taboo, taboo. Sweetest it taboo. Was taboo yeah 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 because it was yeah. such a big request right, right. some people had come later and they were right. like wait, Just wait enjoying can do every second sweetest of it like, we want to hear that
0: again <laughs> yeah and, and, and Story performed at another spot in Harlem mm-hmm. um, what was the name of that place uh,
1: probably I did Shrine and I did Silvana
0: I think it was Silvana Silvana a uh, little small, quaint mm-hmm. spot, right? Yeah. You go downstairs. Yeah, Sylvana. Yeah, and you did uh, a Sade tribute. So why Sade?
1: Wow. Um, I just really, really respect the kind of artist she is. I respect her power that she does. She has done what she chose to do when she chose to do it. Um, hearing some, uh, and also working with people who were very close to her. Like, that's the life that she lived. That's why we don't have any music from her when we want it. Because mm-hmm. if she don't want it, it's not happening. Right.
0: right. <laughs> I think that's what Rihanna doing to people, too. Right? Yes. I hear everybody begging for her for She's an album. like, I am the out the here making album. makeup. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey.
1: Um, I love that about her. I love that there's so much power, even when she would talk about things that were painful. I love... Um, the earnestness of her voice, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that she was such an influence until people said that back to me. Mm. So when I would write songs, um, even when I was with RCA, they were like, "Ooh, we need to put you with, you know, Stuart Matthewman because he worked with Sade. We need like, I didn't realize that there was a that she was such an influence just because I used to listen to her when I was young and watch her perform and all those things. So at first it used to be like, well, I'm not going to touch Sade. Right, because there's
0: some artists, right? That I'm you're right are just like, like, touching touch. icons, like, like, right? He, right, he said, like, you like you just don't hop, hop up him. on a
1: stage and <laughs> just be like, I'm going to sing a Sade song. <laughs> right. And because I'm like, you know, I don't want my fears going with me. I was like, the first thing I did out the gate this year was like, I want to do a Sade tribute. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just go at it. Let's just do it. Right. I love her. And if nothing else, it'll be honoring. And I think the biggest compliment... I got was the night of the Sylvana show, the next group was getting up and there was a, a musician, he either played bass or guitar, and he whispered to me, Stuart heard you were doing the Sade tribute and told me told me to tell you hi. That oh, you wow. know so to know that her main guy mm. like saw it as a compliment and gave me a shout, that meant a lot to me. That's awesome. That's dope. That's
0: dope. So how do you balance Mommyhood and singing and writing and living and loving. How do you balance that? Because I think as women, we wear so many caps. We play so many. so many roles. I don't even know, should we be saying caps? Because I feel like that's what men wear, right? Caps, so we wear so caps. many what wigs. wigs. Wear a outfit, <laughs> hey. We wear whole
1: outfits, girl. We need just to start changing personas,
0: that. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, us women, we wear a lot of wigs. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to change it up quite often. Yeah. How do you find balance and still keep... You know, your sanity and gratitude. Wow.
1: I finally accepted that balance does not exist. There's (laughs) one thing on the scale at a time. Time. (laughs) And the more I accept (laughs) that, like I have been told that if it's a day when you're working on music, then on that day, you're just being the best artist Right. You could be. You right. could be the crappiest mom that day. You can be the crappiest wife that day. Right. Then the next day, you might be being the great ultimate wife. Right. Kill it. You can still be the crappiest mom on that day, and you don't even have to be a good artist on that day because you're being a good wife that day. Right. And then another day, it's like, yo, I am going to kill it at mommyhood. I'm going to be up. We're going to have this great day. And you kill it at mommyhood. But you are going to miss a t- one or two emails for that 24-hour period or nine-to-five period about artist things. Right. Hopefully, as I grow, there'll be somebody else snatching those emails from me. Right. But in seed form, it's going to be okay if I get back to them the next day.
2: Right. Because it's, I mean, cause you can't be perfect at everything at the mm, same time. Nope. It's impossible. And so there's things, it makes me think about... Um, Don Miguel's fourth agreement, always do your best, right? Mm-hmm. right? With, what, with whatever's on the table in front of you at that moment, yeah. you give it your all mm-hmm. that you can um, in that moment, and then you pivot. Mm-hmm. Like every day, every hour, yeah. whatever, you just pivot. You pivot between being an artist and being a wife and being a, a mother and just, just juggling, the-
1: yeah, <laughs> juggling like, all those roles. I've decided to just, you know, be present. Like right now I'm here. Right now I'm not anything else but here. Mm. And the more I practice that, I think that's part of me being the best, my best artist, my best self, my best anything. Your best being. Your best best, being. Like I'm done with doing. Doing. I'm just being. Being. Right. And,
2: And I think it allows you to have freedom because you're not tied to these expectations that can lead to disappointment and suffering like I'm just thinking about again the conscious parent and mm-hmm. um uh, the woman that wrote, wrote that book Dr. Shafali. she says to not see things as good or bad they just are yeah that's right you just mm-hmm. are just like you said I'm I'm here right now that's what it is I'm going to be
1: present and focused on what I'm doing in the moment and that was hard. That's been I think my deep work mm. is to just accept that cuz there's there's so many opportunities for the shackles of comparison. Yep. Whether it's comparing myself to my former self,
3: mm-hmm. compare,
1: comparing myself to what I desire myself to be in the future, comparing myself to another another mom in a different totally different season mm. or a different culture a different way. Like there's all these opportunities to put on another shackle, you know, and my goal is to be like, okay, I feel it, but no. I I choose not to take it. I choose to, you know, not take that on. And that is going to be a continual thing for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's okay.
0: I like that, though. It's like I'm feeling and then I'm choosing. Mm -hmm. Right? So to be able to feel the pull of other people's expectations, Mm -hmm. to feel the pull of your own expectations that may not be a match at where you are right now, Mm -hmm. to feel the pull of the demands of your social groups, from your friends, your family, right? And then be able to feel that and then choose to not let that hold you. Because yes. right. I think that sometimes we can feel it and we get upset about feeling it, but then continue to stay in it. Right. As if we're not in control or that we don't have power in choosing how we protect our energy, Right. How mm-hmm. we protect our space um, and how we can even live our day and how we engage with each other.
1: Yeah. You I know? think for a long time I accepted my feelings as reality as opposed to my feelings are a take on reality. Mm. Mm. And I couldn't separate the two. Mm. And I'm learning, like you said, that feeling and choosing. Yeah. That means they're separate. It means they're two different things. There's something that is and then there's something you feel about what is, yes, right. and I can I can go back to like, okay, this is how you feel, but this is this. Now we can change the way we feel, we can change the way we look at what is, but I couldn't do that before because my feelings were, like, my reality. Like, my right. feelings were, like, they just seem overwhelming. They mm-hmm. just seem like, you know, this is what is. And the more I've, I've grown, you know, with counseling and, you know, I mean, my spiritual life, I'm so thankful, you know, that I know everyone believes different things. I always tell people Christ is the only one who actually came for me when I was working. <laughs> right. But I respect all the different ways that people interact, you know, with our Creator. But... That has worked for me, you know. Having the wisdom and seeing where the wisdom of the very scriptures that have met me in my darkness, and then seeing them work and you know like at Mm -hmm. work its way out in my own life has been huge for me. You know, Um, it's definitely helped to
0: separate that feeling from what is. You know, it's funny because in our coaching program, I remember remembering uh, them talk about your feelings are real right mm-hmm. but they may be tied to just a perception of a situation yeah, exactly. right mm-hmm. so your feelings exactly. are real but they're tied to this false perception yes right so I might be upset because you I don't know can't even think of That's a good right. example yeah. <laughs> I was about to say because you didn't come to my party because I was thinking of another episode <laughs> so, that we've done, done. right um but that my feelings are real about being upset, mm-hmm. but that situation and the story of what I'm making of that is not right. real. Right,
2: and then yeah. and then it's also linked to, you know, previous experiences of that of whatever hurt you. Right, could be coming up too, mm-hmm. and so it's not really. Um, that person. person
1: exactly. It's the exactly. trigger of that emotion. emotion.
2: Exactly. It's just bringing you back to the last time you felt that emotion, and now it's compounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We're looking for to validate they, whatever exactly. the story is inside, whatever exactly. the narrative is inside. And so I started to challenge my narrative as opposed to challenge the what is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Let me challenge my narrative.
0: Right. How true is this? Where right. is the evidence? Yeah. I think right. those are good questions How to ask when... Right. When you're thinking about that, it's how am I being triggered? How true is this? And where's the evidence? Yeah. Right. right. And getting down to the, to the, and going a step further and
2: getting down to the root of it. Like, if, because if you can identify, oh, okay, like, we've talked a lot about like things that happen in your childhood that Mm -hmm. um, affect how you see things and how you see the world as an adult. And so if you're able to pinpoint, oh, shoot, that's when, you know, so-and-so bullied me in second grade yeah. or whatever, and now I'm
0: correlating that to whatever's happening in my current life. Yeah, yeah. and it's the emotion, though, right, mm-hmm. that ends up being what's trigger. triggered. Trigger, right. Because if I think about when I was bullied, when I think about when I was abused, when I think about when I was neglected, mm-hmm. when I think of those moments, and not saying that those are my pieces of my story, but as right. a person mm-hmm. who yeah. may have experienced those things, um... I then begin to be triggered by the emotion of yeah, it, right? right? And so right. I'm reliving that powerlessness because that's, that's right, all, exactly what that is, right? And so then the moment I feel powerlessness and helplessness, then I'm triggered and act accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. Because my adapting, how I adapted, now just becomes maladaptive, and yeah. that's just my being now, right, right? Right?
1: And I think that I was in a natural organic process of doing that through music because i talked about i remember the first time i played this song that i wrote about my dad and like you know he we got to the to the court the court song he listens to a lot of folk music i grew up listening to a lot of folk music Mm -hmm. and um to tell it was called these are the things that i hide Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and to address those things you be like i need the truth i don't need your alibis i don't need where you were But the little girl aside just needs to know why you weren't, you know, just wants a why you weren't here or did you want to be here, Mm. you know, Mm. and to address those things or address things like I had issues with my mom. You know, when I wrote home again on the first project, they were like, are you ready to say this public publicly? Because as people of color, we don't really say negative things about our moms,
0: Mm.
1: you know, but I felt like that was me dealing with my narrative. Yeah. But when you put it in an open space, you got to be ready for the conversation. Right. In no way shape or form was I ready for a real conversation.
0: But you knew that you were ready to deposit it into right. a space and release it. Right. From it needed your to body. come out right. and it needed right. to
1: be there. I just if I look back and then look now, I just, what if somebody really needed to have a moment after the show? Was I going to bring something positive? Was I going to bring, what was I going to bring? And for me, I think I was just, I was avoiding it. When I look at my old clips of, like, interviews, Mm -hmm. I was like a caricature of my real self. Mm Wow. You know, and so that's when I really look at, like, wow, like, you got to be responsible for what you're putting in this space. Right. Mm
2: -hmm. But do you think... You know, did any either of those songs lead to any reconciliation? with yes. Your parents?
1: Yes. I got to play um, the song Things I Hide from my dad. He uh-huh. came back into my life about 10, 10 years ago. Okay. And he got to ask me questions about why um, I felt the way I felt. And he's like, he's on my short list of people I call now when I'm upset about something.
3: Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. um, yeah.
1: So, but it was me being like in a place where he was like, I know you probably have nothing you want to do have nothing to do with me. And I was like, no, my I'm I'm here, hmm. you know, and leaving that space um to not create a, a atmosphere like shame or, you know, I knew I had issues and I would want to be forgiven and I let that be a space for him. And with my mom, she's back in my life. She's um she's become more positive. It did take some time for me separating from her because she was toxic. Mhm. But I don't think she ever saw herself as toxic. But I do see her, watch her words a little more. I see her, you know, in her older years, be, even if sometimes it's just biting her tongue. Mm. And I just count it. I count it as, okay, we are so many steps from where we used to be.
0: I love that. I just count it. Like, I'm counting that as her attempt to do better. Mm-hmm. I'm counting that as a positive experience. Right. Yep. And I'm trying something different. I'm counting that as an intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love that counting it because I think sometimes we could spend a lot of time counting the things that are wrong, mm-hmm. the things that go bad, the things that make us feel yucky and we don't count those times when things go well. Mm-hmm. Nope. Right. And, And I'm speaking for ourselves, but then also just how we see other people, whether Mm -hmm. you're trying to look for that healing in a relationship with a caretaker, a parent, or your significant other, Mm -hmm. or even a sibling, you know, Um, just thinking of counting it. I love that.
2: Yeah, no. Count it. Yeah, just count it, right, and just give yourself credit for
0: progress that's being made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, exactly. And I think even in this case, you're thinking about, But your mom's behavior is in changing that, that that counts, that she's making that change. Mm -hmm. You sound like a very uh, reflective person, um, a very intentional uh, person, a very, of course, spiritual person, Mm -hmm. as you shared. Where do you think you got that from?
1: Oh, wow. I think that that develops in enduring. Mm -hmm. I think that when I, like when i get to travel to other places like pain is pain mm-hmm. and survivorship is survivorship mm-hmm. and i think that what develops like being intentional is bumping your head at the bumping your head at not being intentional or the results of it and how it and how it affected you and then what you choose to build with it mm-hmm. you know and i remember like having a a a dream like in that in-between state that everybody is like trying to get to. I don't know how I got there so don't uh, DM me about how I got there but I got mm-hmm. to the in-between state and I had a picture of this mountain and it was like like uh, an island and it was a village so there's grass all around this huge, huge mountain and I remember like seeing the mountain fall through the ground, like into the ocean. But now there's this clear space where the mountain used to be, Hmm. clear land, Hmm. and you can see the trees around it.
0: Rebuilds right on right, and
1: Mm -hmm. it's like, what would you build? And I feel like we can have everybody has mountains. Everybody has um, things that like came to stand up against them, or get in the way, or obstacles, or things that just could crush you, you know, as you try to climb over them, you know. But seeing that mountain fall through the ground like that and seeing that open space to build on, I think that that was my picture of it can make you bitter or it can make you better. You know, eventually that mountain can move. You never know how it's going to move. You might not control the day it moves, but it can and it will. Right. And then like hearing you say that, like I'm, I'm my interpretation
2: of it, just listening to the visual is like, well, what if. Is it possible that you made the mountain there to begin with? Like and mm-hmm. it wasn't it it really wasn't like that big. You know, like the, the term making a mountain out of a mold. Yes, wall, yes, right? yes. Right. So that's what I like mm-hmm. you were you were giving the description of it. And I was just like, Yeah, well, your that challenge wasn't even there. Like yeah. you just thought it was there. Yes. And then it it just like
1: Boop. right now like it's a gone. mirage yeah like yeah. a mirage yeah and i believe that's the perspective change i believe that that's the ch- like as i change my mind and change my view that's what gives me to, that to realize is this mountain really there is it really a mountain right you know and having that power for it to go away mm-hmm. having that power to say no i don't want to live by this no I don't want to subscribe to this perspective. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to give up on my dream of music. No, I don't want to give up on my dream if, if it's going to school or if it's having a child at 40. Like, no, whatever seems like it's standing in my way, I've decided and I've said what I'm going to do. And that's that power to see that mm-hmm. mountain go away. Right. you know. And then have you have clear space to build on. Mm. you know, You have clear space to create something else, to create something new. Little by little.
0: But. Right. And I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed by the fear of not knowing what to build on the new space. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because right. I don't want to build a mountain again. Right. I don't right. want to do this, this. again. Right. You and, know? And, and, and
0: through those thoughts, I'm building a mountain. Right. 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 Exactly. right.
1: And you have to be like, no. Let me just, just lay fear. down yeah. one
0: brick yeah. right. at a time. Yeah, One brick at, at a, a time. time and <laughs> see how that works. And
2: I think it's always so funny because sometimes when you have in your mind the things to avoid you end up doing them. You create them. Yeah, you manifest it. You manifest it because right. it, right? yeah. it it's like, oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to be that. And you're giving it so much fucking energy yeah. and power that you're like, oh crap. Right. You end up well,
0: recreating it. right? And it's funny because that's something that I really remember from the power of the, the secret, right? Yeah. yeah. And they say that the universe doesn't hear the not or the can't, right? It just right. knows it you're, just you're focused on. And that's what, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want to have this. I don't want to experience that. I don't want a man that will cheat. I don't want a friend who will lie. The knot is, is not being right. received. No. Right. right. Because it's, you're
2: still thinking and putting. Energy and
1: mental space to that thing. You are putting all of your power right. into that. Right. I and mean, that's what you'll yeah.
0: get, and that's what you end up getting. And then you're there, you're like, like, what? <laughs> I don't How want the hell this. I get this? this who sent you? Yeah. You actually <laughs> sent it you your said, damn. Yeah, self. yeah you yes. sent. You sent for me. <laughs> yes, you sent for me. <laughs> it's like the genie in Aladdin, right? Yeah. It's kind of like,
1: nope. You no. did this. I'm yeah. your master. You're the
0: one who created this. You
1: have choices. You can choose fear, mm-hmm. or you can choose faith. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, and, and that's even. Like we have faith every day. people act like that as this this huge, huge word that has this huge religious like thing attached to it, but faith I have faith in the seat, so I sat on it. you know, I have right. faith in myself, so I got back on stage. I had faith, you know in Lindsay, so when I you know if she if I need advice, I call her and she says, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try that, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> we use faith every day. You know, but we use fear every day when I I don't want this and I hope this doesn't happen. I hope, you know, when there is another side to that, like, I want to see this. You know, I do believe I use a vision board. You know, it's crazy to see some of the things that happened this year Mm -hmm. that I didn't even realize happened when I pulled it out like a month ago. I'm like, oh, my God, I did try to jump off a cliff, you know, or, you know, you know, I said (laughs) I was going to find like somebody to play with a guitarist guy all the time. And I saw the picture, Mm. you know, or I put the word resilience and I was like, I asked for resilience, Lord, but you seem to be just giving me more endurance. (laughs) (laughs) So I do believe that. You have to seek out what you're looking for. And I do believe that there's a power inside of all of us to create, to mm-hmm. create that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I have a way of doing it, you know, through voice and, you know, and through songs. But everybody has a way in which they create, you know. And that is like your biggest power. No matter mm-hmm. where you are right now,
0: you can create something new. Yeah. So you hear that, listeners, that, that you have the power, power to create. Yeah. So what do you have that allows you to create as as story was saying she has voice right you know and being able to create that with that and i wonder what you all have right. Right, that allows you to create and also make those connections with the people in the world around you
1: yeah i'm like
0: that's important mm-hmm. from the plants to the animals to the people right right cuz exactly. we're all connected in that way right.
1: yeah Like there's something inside you. You know, I think we confuse it with it has to be something artsy, Mm -hmm. you know, but it could be something as simple as the way that you organize. It could be, you know, that, yeah, your workplace sucks, but you are what brings life to it, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we're in that and we just be in that, we're not so upset that around us feels really negative. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different things that we don't realize are treasures inside
0: of us. You know, right. and, and choosing what to focus on, mm-hmm. like the positive. And it seems like that mindset yeah. is the really most important piece of this, right? Because you talk about fear and you talk about faith. Right. And always having a choice. And mm-hmm. having a choice. And that's a part of that mindset. What will I choose to focus on on this day as I wake up mm-hmm. and attempt to conquer it? Yeah. Or do I allow it to defeat me? Right,
1: exactly, and overwhelm me. That's the intentionality, you know. Yeah. I get up every morning very intentionally. Now we're like, you know what? No matter what this day holds, you know, this is my choice for today. Mm. You know, I choose to be joyful. I'm tired. I'm sluggish, but I choose this, and that's a fight. But it's a fight worth having because otherwise, I can just fight all the different things that come at me that day. Right. Or I can fight early and choose, mm. you know, what I want to see that day. And not just the circumstances, but I'm choosing my perspective when I say I'm choosing what I will see. Right. You know, somebody could pass away that day. I don't have any control over that. Mm -hmm. Something difficult could happen in my kids or my husband or any of those things. I don't have control over that. But I get to choose every morning as the sun comes up, you know, life. I get to choose joy before I feel it or don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that that's been the biggest game changer, like making it daily. I can't just choose it on the day when I'm feeling it. Like, oh, I'm feeling good today. Mm, the sun is hey, out. Hey, hot girl good summer. Day. I'm right. like, no, no, no. <laughs> I have to choose it every day. Right. You know, and sometimes you get in that day, you might choose it every hour. <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's okay, you know, and that, that is work worth doing. You know, I, I look at it as, for me, like defeating depression daily, you know. That yes, I, I'm not a depressed person right now, you know, but
0: I'm defeating it all the time, yeah. you know, moment by moment,
1: moment by moment, day by day to day, yeah. you know.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you sharing your story, story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun I'm sure intended. heard that before. <laughs> I wish I had something a little more original. Um so how can our listeners find you, check you out, hear you perform, hear any of your music, help them get connected with you.
1: Okay. Well, um my IG is no ordinary story, and that is my main music page. And if you are interested in all of the crazy behind the scenes things in my life, it is I am Story James, and that's more of my life and you know my daily things, my kids, my and, kids, right. yeah. and
0: you're running. Right? Oh, my you're running! Be in yes, I am running
1: the New York Marathon. Oh, yes, wow. I am. Woo. Yeah. And I am raising money for cancer survivorship.
0: And if people wanted to help donate or sponsor your run, where can they go for that? They can go to Fred's team, and you look on the page
1: for Heather Morris, and you my page will come up, and you can make a donation. Um, my goal this year is 3500 so anything and everything helps that, that goal be reached. I'm doing it in honor of my father-in-law, Mr. Wayne B. Morris. We lost him... Now, three, almost four years ago, um, to lymphoma. Um, but he did have the um, advantage of being able to be a part of a clinical trial. And things like um, cancer survivorship can go into things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm running with a team called Team Meg. Um, and the, what drew me into the race, as I was telling Lindsay, was I met a friend who was now a friend. And she told me her story about Meg and how she lost her after she had been in remission for so many years. And she died around the same time that my best friend and cousin passed away when we were 32. Mm -hmm. And she died after being in remission for over almost 17 years. So to lose her so far in... Um, due to complications, not really just to the cancer, was devastating for me. And I never really dealt with it. I was sad for a while. It challenged my faith. But for once, I'm putting my stake in the ground to do something about it. You know, so it might only be $3,500 to some people. But for me, I'm making a stand against it. I'm raising it for the next family who may face and who will face, you know, what my family has faced. So I'm looking forward to it. I awesome. put in 10 miles yesterday for the first time ever, and that was great. And so I'm looking forward to it. I've never done anything like this. So I'm, I'm excited good. and scared. <laughs> those are all good, good feelings. Yeah, so exactly. Just, just push feelings. through it. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> like adrenaline, a.k.a. adrenaline, right? <laughs> uh, so, folks, make sure you check out Story James.
2: And now it's tea time. <laughs>
1: Story is going to hit us with the T. All right. So for T, we'll always have tests. And triumph is in that test. It's not always in hand, but it's always in reach. And the E is for
2: endurance. Endure the pain or the challenge. You have to realize that you cannot climb a smooth mountain. The rough parts and ridges are what get you to the top.
0: A is for available. Make sure that your mind is available and open for new perspectives, a shift in your mindset so that you can allow all the positive goodness to seep through.
2: Awesome. We want to thank you again, Story, for joining us. And as she mentioned earlier, you know, hit her up on IG, follow her. We will put links to her profiles in the show notes so check those out and as usual if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast please do that
0: do it do it do it
1: it, it.
2: (laughs) and follow us on instagram at n-e-c-e-s-s-i underscore t-e-a underscore podcast thanks for listening